Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. But I just want to say I'm so excited that you are here, Fresh Church, this new identity that God has given us. And I believe that in 2019 that God is going to use our church in some big ways, okay? Did you know that you are a part of something big if you were here today? Like you are a part of something big. And because here's, here's what you need to know. Like some of you right now in your life, you don't think God is doing anything big because all you see is the smallness of your life. But you need to know that the small starts in the, the big starts in the seed. Do you see that? Every big thing is started in seed form. And then you plant it in the ground. And so here's the key. If you want to grow big, then you have to be planted. Stop just going, okay, well, I'm going to, uh, you know, skip to this and this and this and this and this. And I'm going to go to this church one Sunday and this church one Sunday and another church another Sunday and be planted in the house of the Lord and see how your life will grow. Because you have to be planted, you have to be buried, you have to be interlocked with different types of trees and roots and all this other stuff. So when the storms of life come, then guess what? You are planted in a bigger system than yourself. That's what the local church is. That's our hope for fresh church. Amen? And then when those winds and everything are coming, you're like, I'm interlocked with my brother here and this tree over here and this tree over there. And it don't matter because some trees are short and white like me. And then some trees are like seven foot tall like Colby, you know, and all these other people. And so, but the key is that we are together, interlocking, woven together. And I believe that God wants to do a fresh thing because I think the church has gotten away from that. And I think the church has become very consumeristic um, when, we, when we really think about it. It's like, okay, well, what church is going to meet my needs? Can I tell you the church is not to meet your needs. The church is to worship Jesus corporately together and to grow in God in that. Amen. Not just about, okay, well, what church has the best program? What church has the best kids' ministry? What church, guess what? Get planted in that church and see how you can make it the best kids' ministry. Come on, parents. How you can make it the best welcoming experience. How you can make it be um, the best worship experience. See, that's what we need to do. we got to start taking ownership of the church and stop just going, well, they're going to serve me. No, I'm going to plant myself in something bigger and I'm going to serve, and I'm going to give my life to a cause that's greater than myself. That's our hope for Fresh Church. Amen? That's what we want you to be a part of. Man, God's moving because I'm preaching good, and it's only the first two minutes. Let's go. <laughs> but how many people want a fresh life in 2019? Come on. Maybe you had a year from hell in 2018. Maybe you had the best year in 2018, but I guarantee you want to start afresh. And how many people you like biting into some fresh produce, right? You know, like you get that apple and you're just so like, you're like, man, I bite into that. And you're like, mm. Mm, wow, that thing is fresh, bro. Like, this is good, you know? And then like you get some grapes. I love grapes. Good Lord Almighty, I love grapes, you know? I think I just spit all over this microphone. 
That pastor's gross. He spit on the microphone. I don't care. Get over it. Here we go. But, man, I love grapes. Like, like, grapes are from heaven, right? Because kings, that's what they eat. Like, they're always just sitting around, and, and they got people, the Roman gods, you know, back in the day. They're like, here, king, eat my grape. Because mm. it's so fresh. I love grapes. They're fresh, right? Like, you want some fresh grapes. You don't want no nasty, rotten grapes. You ever get the ones, you know, my wife, she does this click list thing at Kroger, right? And I'm like, people don't know how to pick out produce. Why are you going to give me the grapes that are half eaten from the kids? They're just, you know, picking these grapes. And then do you not see that they're already, like, bad grapes, you know? But, yeah, here you go. Here's your grapes. No, I want some fresh grapes. Because ain't nothing like some fresh grapes. Ain't nothing like some avocados, some fresh avocados, right? You don't want no hard avocado or too soft of an avocado. You want a fresh, just right avocado. Dear Lord, I think I'm going to go to heaven just thinking about avocado toast. And only in Nashville do you're like, hey, there's a piece of toast. It's 25 cents. Here's a $1.50, an avocado, you know, and that's going to be $11.50. Come on. And we pay for it. For avocado and toast. You know, when I was in high school, I, I loved, because I was a tennis player in high school, and there ain't nothing like just this, like, oh. Fresh tennis balls. Fresh tennis balls. You're like, some of you are like, that is gross. I hate the smell of fresh tennis balls. Well, you need to get saved, okay? So, because there's nothing like some fresh tennis balls. I mean, it is so amazing. I mean, everything, they make stuff all about making, you know, smelling fresh, right? Like anybody bought a new car ever? You, or anybody ever even just rode in a new car? You're like, I'm po. I can't afford no new car. But my friend, he's rich, and so I got in his new car, and I got in it, and it be smelling fresh, yo. Like, it was awesome. I opened up the doors. I was like, oh, my Lord from heaven, manna is here in this fresh new car. Because they know that people like fresh scents, right? Like, that's why manufacturers even know that. Look, they got Dove Men Care Extra Fresh. So you put this on in the shower, man. You getting out and your honey's like, oh, man. Woo, if you're married, I think we're going to do something right now because you are extra fresh. Come on. Ain't nothing like sex in the context of marriage, baby. Let's go. Come on. But, like, you are extra fresh. Like, they, the marketers, they want you to smell fresh because we love this word of fresh and clean, even Outcast sang a song about it back in the early 2000s, right? We want to be fresh. We want to be clean. We want the freshness of God, I believe. And I believe that God wants to do something fresh in your life. I believe that God wants to do something fresh in this church. I believe that there's some parents in here that you need some fresh hope in your life in 2019. Because you wake up every morning and you're like, oh, dear Lord, is it another day in the grind of parenting? And you need some fresh help. I believe that there's some, some single people in here that you need some fresh hope. That yes, your mate does exist. Or if you're going to be single for all the rest of your life, that's great. Embrace it. Jesus can still use you too. You know, like, like you've got to, you want to embrace this freshness. Like you've had some relationships and friendships and you're like, I need some fresh relationships in 2019. And I believe that God wants to use this church. I believe that God wants to, a community in Nashville, Tennessee that lives out the freshness of God. Because God says that he came to give life abundant to every single person that believes in him. That he came for us to have a fresh life, not a dull life, not a bitter life, not a boring life. Like, I see too many Christians, and, and I'm like, well, I don't want your life because it's not fresh. 
I wonder if people have ever looked at my life and said that. But God wants to give you a fresh start today. I believe that God is, his desire is for us to be like this fresh produce that we see and we want to bite into because it's so fresh. I believe that what if there was a church in Nashville, Tennessee, that people looked at their life and said, oh my gosh, I need to bite into that because it is so fresh. It's got something on it from God that I want and that I need in my life. Like people want to come into this place because it's like that fresh car smell, right? People want to come into this place because it is fresh. It's like when you go into your work because you've attended in this house and then you've got community around you, like you walk into other places and people are like, whoa, spring just walked into the building. Because you know when spring comes, right? Because it's fresh. There's a smell about it. The Bible says that, that, that we are to be the aroma of God, the fresh aroma of God. And I'm not talking about men, Axe body spray. You know what I'm saying? Like, just don't use that. If you want to get a girl, don't buy Axe body spray, men, okay? Because that's going to be the detractor. You're going to walk up thinking, oh, man, that commercial is great. And that girl's like, uh-uh, see y'all later. Oh, no. I ain't touching that. And you say, man, that sounds great, but how? How can I really walk into my office tomorrow? How can I, as a parent, walk and face my kids and them see the freshness of God on me? Well, I, I believe that God gave me a word to speak to you, to tell, tell you and me on how we can actually embrace living a fresh life with God. Where we can walk out of this house and not be dripping with the nest, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. No, we're going to be dripping with the freshness of God. How many people want that? Come on, can you clap for that? I want to be dripping with the freshness of God when I leave this place. I want to be dripping with the freshness of God every single morning, not just in a corporate worship service, but also out of my quiet time with God. I want to be dripping with the freshness of God. So I believe there's a couple ways you can do this. And the first one, if you're taking notes, write this down. Live as fresh. And, and I really want this church, Fresh Church, to be a church that takes notes. Because you know why? Because you'll go to heaven if you take notes. Okay, come on. Um, but if you will live as fresh, like live as fresh, embrace freshness as your identity. Because here, you got to know this. A fresh life comes by deciding who we will be and then determining to live in that identity. A fresh life comes by deciding who we will be and then determined to live in that new identity. Anybody in here starting a new habit for 2019? You're like, I had some old habits in 2018. I need some new habits in 2019. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to give you a tip on how to uh, embrace a new habit in your life. Here it is. Um, incentivize that habit. Let, like, like, so practically, it, let's say you want to go to Disney World, right, uh, uh, at the end of the year. And you're like, okay, how can I go to Disney World? Because I have no savings or I don't know how I'm going to do that budgetarily. But guess what? You spend over $50 to $100 a week eating out or at Starbucks, right? So you incentivize, incentivize that habit. You're like, every time I want to go out, instead of me going out, I'm going to save that $10, that $20, that $30, and I'm going to put it in my savings, and then at the end of the year, guess what? Disney, Mickey the Mouse is going to be in your grill, and it's going to be awesome. 
Why? Because you incentivized your habit, and then you got to where you want to go, right? It, it, it's it's the, the same thing with maybe you want to run a half marathon, or you're like, heck, I just need to get off the couch. Don't be talking about no half marathon, Josh. Well, here's what you need to do. Um, every single time that you're like, I want to watch Netflix, decide not to watch Netflix, and then incentivize the habit and go, I'm going to go run for 30 minutes, and then my reward is going to be getting to binge watch Netflix for 30 minutes. And so how long I run equals how long I get to watch Netflix. So for some of you, that would not even be five minutes into the show. But maybe that's what you need in order to run and do the things that you want to do. And so incentives for your habits are great. But here's the thing. (laughs) Incentives will help you start the habit. Identity is what makes you keep it. So it's no longer, well, I'm just not eating out because I want to go to Disney. It's no, I've now learned that my identity is a saver. Do you get that? It's no longer I'm just going to run because I want to binge watch my Netflix show. No, it's, it's I am now a healthy person, and part of me being healthy is running, and so I am now a runner. It's my identity, and that's what makes me keep going in the habit. And so, it's, see, it's the same way with being a Christian. A lot of people just go, well, I'm a Christian because I attend church. I'm a Christian because I occasionally pray. I'm a Christian because I I listen to some worship music. I'm a Christian because I'm nice. I'm a Christian because I'm moral. But in reality, they've never accepted the identity of a son or daughter of the king. And if you don't accept your identity, then you're not going to walk in an identity, and you're just going to have an incentivized relationship with Jesus, but you're not going to have an identity as a son or daughter. Do you get that? And so some of you, the first step that you've got to do in order to live fresh is go, no, 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 I'm not just, it's not just incentives with me and God. It is my identity. And as a Christian, I live fresh in the freshness of God every single day. It's why I make some of the decisions that I make. It's why I don't make some of the decisions that, I, that others are making because I want to live in the freshness of God. And part of me living in the freshness of God is embracing my identity as a fresh son or daughter of God. Can you clap for Jesus? Come on. It has to become your identity. Don't play the game anymore. I grew up playing games. I grew up just going, oh, man, well, I go to church, and then, and then I'm going to do this and this and this and all these other things. And no, uh, God hit me one day, and he said, no, now, Josh, you're mine. And I was like, oh, I am. And my whole life changed because it became my identity. I wasn't playing a game anymore. See, I had to choose to walk in the fresh life of God. It's a daily decision that I, wait, that I make every single day. I'm going to choose to walk in the fresh life of God. So let me ask you a question. Would you choose to embrace that identity every day? And if you choose to embrace that identity, then you will walk in the freshness of God. But do you know it's a choice? Like, it's a choice. It's still a choice for me. I, I think it's really interesting. I was um, uh, hearing the story of, in the Bible where, where Jesus is walking down the street, and there's two blind men that start following Jesus. Now, that's interesting, right? How do two blind men follow Jesus? They're blind. They can't see. Maybe it's because they're seeing something with spiritual eyes and not the physical eyes, and that's why they're able to follow Jesus. 
But they follow Jesus walking down the road, seeing with these spiritual eyes. And maybe that's what we need to, is to, to pray for spiritual eyes, not just physical eyes. And, 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 and they're, they're, they're following Jesus. And then Jesus turns to them and, and says, what do you want? And, and do you believe that I can do this? Hey, do you believe that God can do this in your life in 2019? Not do you believe that he can do that because he's already done that. Do you believe that he can do this? Whatever it is in your life, do you believe that he can do this? And so he had to ask that question. Do you believe that I can actually heal you of your blindness? Do you believe that I can do this? You may have been following me for a while and I did that, but do you believe that I can do this? Do you believe that I can actually come into your life and heal your blindness and give you a fresh life? Do you believe that I can do this, he's saying? And then he says something interesting. He says, because according to your faith, will it be done to you? Woo! Some of us are walking around blind. When God goes, I want to give you fresh life. I want to take away your blindness. But you have to choose to walk in the identity as someone who can now see. Do you get that, church? You have to choose that. I have to choose to walk in the freshness of God. I have to choose to go, God, I can see. I'm going to walk with spiritual lens today, not just my physical lens. And then, according to my faith, it will be done to me. And then the scales fell off of these blind man's eyes, and they were able to see for the first time. It's a choice to live fresh. So you've got to choose to live fresh. And then you've got to decide where you will reside. The second thing, you've got to decide where you will reside. Uh, Ashley and I, we recently moved into a brand new house, and, and I love it. It is so great, and, uh, and we can't wait to, to have some of y'all over to the house. And, and, um, uh, but we moved into a new house. Like, we physically moved into a new house. And, and here's what I had to do before we moved into the house. I had to fill out a change of address form, Right? which would let everybody in the world know that where I used to live, where I used to dwell, where I used to run, I'm no longer going to dwell in that place. I'm no longer going to reside with the neighbors and the people that I used to reside with. Like, I've had a change of address form. I have decided to reside at a new address. And, and you see, Scripture talks about this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Now if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new creation. You're living in a new house, he's saying. All that is related to the old order, all that is related to the old house has vanished. And behold, everything is fresh. Everything is new. So in my new place that I'm going to reside, there is freshness there. But what happens is, some of us in here have forgotten where we reside. What, what, what happens is, some of you have forgotten that you've changed your address. And so that's why the freshness of God is not on your life, because you keep going back to lovers less wild. You keep going back to your old house. And Jesus is like, why are you going back to your old house? You cannot move forward going backward. Do you know that? 
Like you've got to choose, you've got to decide that I am going to reside as a new creation in Christ Jesus. This is where I live in 2019. Because in him, there's a freshness from God. In him, there's an anointing from God. In this new house where I now dwell, there is something in this house. And it brings me to it all the time. And so I'm going to dwell in that place. But then what we also do is some of us, maybe we moved into the house, and we like the house, and we're like, man, this house is great. Like, there's a freshness on my life. It's great. And then all of a sudden, um, you see a new house, and you're like, oh, but that house looks sweet. Or, or, or again, you see your old things, and you go, no, I want to go there. And, 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 and so can I just tell you, you need to stop trying to go to different addresses and just determine that this house is where you will dwell. I'm not talking about just a church. I'm talking about like every single day. When the Bible talks about, I long to be in your house, when the psalmist David, he talks about, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He's not just talking about a physical location, although there is a physical location that he goes to. He's talking about, I want to dwell in your presence Because in your presence, in the house where you live, is where the freshness of God is. Do you get that? So change your address and stay at that address. Stop visiting and dropping by your new place and realize what you have been given to dwell in. And start dwelling in your new address. Psalms chapter 92 verse 14 says it like this, for in your presence, in your house, they will overflow and be anointed. And even in their old age, they will stay fresh, bearing luscious fruit and abiding faithfully. The other day I was working out at the gym and I met this 85-year-old man. I don't know how, uh, how old he officially was because I just asked him. I said, how old are you if you don't mind me asking? He said, I'm 80-ish. But this dude was going at it on one of the machines. And I walked up to him and I said, man, thank you for inspiring me today, sir. I don't know what your name is, but you are an inspiration to me. Like me just seeing you over here. And you know what? I think if we will dwell in the house of the Lord, if we will just go, I am living in my new address. For in your presence, I will overflow and be anointed. And even in my old age, I will stay fresh. You'll be the 85-year-old be like, man, this ain't nothing right here. Come on, look at me. I am fresh. Bearing luscious fruit. And abiding faithfully. I want my life to be luscious. I, I, I want my life, I want my faith to be a luscious faith that people look at and actually want. See, I believe that's one of the problems in the church is that so many of us, we are not embracing the freshness of God. Our life looks stale. Our life looks bitter. When people would bite into our lives, because Psalms 34, 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. All the joys of those who take refuge in him. Let me ask you a question. If somebody bit into your life spiritually, what would they taste? Would they taste a bitterness? 
would they be like, ah, oh, man, it's just undercooked. Like, I, I don't know. Like, like it, it looks like the real thing, but it's really just undercooked. Or would it be like, no, nah, man, it's, it, it's overcooked. Like, it's all legalism. It's all dry. Like, nobody wants that. Or would it just be like, ugh, get that out of my mouth in the name of Jesus? Because that is yuck. I don't even want to taste that. Or would it be like, um, I, ew, I, I don't really know what that is, but I know I don't like it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Take my life, God, and because I am choosing, I'm deciding to reside in your house, in your presence. That's where the freshness of God will be. That's where my life will begin to look luscious. That's where my life will begin to look desirable. That's where my life will look fresh. So here's how I believe that in 2019 you can move from if your life tastes bitter, you can move into the freshness of God. If your life is undercooked, you can move into the freshness of God. If your life is overcooked, you can move into the freshness of God. If your life is yuck, then you can move into the freshness of God. If your life is like, I don't really know what that tastes, but I don't think it's the real thing, then you can move into the freshness of God. And and this is how I think you could do it. It's through, you ready? It's through our Connection. Come on, hit that song. Come on. Can I get, can I get a connection? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's through your connection. Can you get a connection with God? It's a fresh connection that's going to lead you out of your bitterness and into the freshness of God. It's going to be a fresh connection. If we want our lives to taste fresh, then we must have a fresh connection with Jesus every day. If we want our lives to taste fresh, to be luscious, then we must have fresh connects. Write that down. I've got to have fresh connects. See, I'm about simple here. Like some of you are like, we want to go deep. And I'm like, no, let's go simple first because you don't even get the simple. So how can you go deep? we got to have fresh connects. Jesus talks about this. See, Jesus went simple. He didn't go all like, well, let's sit around here and drink this deep theological wine. He's like, no, let me talk about fruit. (laughs) John chapter 15, verses 4 through 5, he says, For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit. So if you don't have a connection with God, no wonder your life isn't bearing luscious fruit. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless. You will have no freshness with God, no freshness in your life, unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I love that it says intimately joined to mine. There's nothing like being intimately joined with someone. Because that's where the connection is. We have to be intimately joined. He says, I am the sprouting vine, and you are my branches. As you live in union with me, as your what? Source. What's your source? Your money, your relationships, your friendships, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your spouse, your kids. What is your source? Or is your source the power of your life? The source The freshness of God, the freshness on your life, the source, Jesus. 
Because as you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness, freshness will stream from within you. But when you live your life separated from me, you are powerless. So let me ask you a question. How bad do you want to connect to Jesus? How bad do you really want to connect to Jesus? Because can I tell you, it's the most important thing that you could do every day. There, there, there was a speaker, an author, and, and, and he was uh, putting on Twitter about a couple months ago. He was like, listen, it, your connection with God, abiding in God, abiding in the branch, the freshness of God will only be in your life. It's the most important thing that you could do. You need to stop what you're doing right now and go, this can wait because I need to be fresh with God. I need the freshness with God. I need the intimacy with him. It's that important. I heard a story of a, a friend of mine who was a missionary, and he was on site. Um, he was there with some other pastors, and they were serving as a missionary for the week. And, and uh, he said they were in this little village, and, and, and the kids decided they were going to throw a big program for these missionaries. And so they get there, and, um, and the kids start performing. And all of a sudden, there's one missionary there that's like, hey, I got to get on my phone. Like, what is the Wi-Fi password? And everybody's like, I don't know what the Wi-Fi password is. And then, and then he goes and he finds the pastor's son. And he goes, hey, hey, can you tell me what the Wi-Fi password is? I need to connect. I need to show this to people. And, and he's like, oh, I, don't, I don't know what the Wi-Fi password is. And so he, he, his dad is leading the kids' service, uh, leading the kids' choir. And, and he runs up to his dad in the middle of it. And he's like, hey, the missionaries, they, they need the Wi-Fi password. The guy stops the service right in the middle. And he goes over and gives the Wi-Fi password to this missionary so this missionary can connect. And I wonder in your life and my life what we need to stop doing so that we can connect with God because it's that important he was like our this connection is so important for me to show the world what is going on in this remote village in Africa that I have to stop because this guy wants to spread the message and I believe that we need to have that 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 urgency to be able to go we'll stop what I'm doing I'll stop binge-watching this show on Netflix for three hours that really isn't going to produce any fruit in my life so that then I can spend three minutes with you, God. Because I need a fresh connect. I will stop the relationship that is not healthy. I will stop just trying to gain financial power and status. I will stop just trying to gain more followers. I will stop just trying to do this and this and this. Whatever it is, I need to stop in 2019 to have a fresh connect. What is it that you need to stop so that you can have that fresh connect? Because I believe this. Write this down. Who I need to connect with in order for my life to be dripping with the freshness of God is way more important than what I have to stop in order to have the fresh connect. It's way more important. Psalms 92 verse 10 says this, your anointing has made me strong. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil all over me. And let me tell you, that's what that fresh connect does. Your fresh connect, you could say this verse, has made me strong and mighty. You have empowered my life for triumph by pouring your fresh oil over me this morning when I spent five minutes with you, God. And my prayer is that you would go from just wanting to spend five minutes 
Because it's like we live in a world sometimes where it's like, well, just spend five minutes with God and you'll be all right. If I spend five minutes with God or if I spend five minutes with my wife and that's all I spend with her, we ain't going to be all right in my marriage. Stop believing lies. Like, is it great that you spent any time with God? Yes, praise God. But you would not have any other relationships on the face of the planet if all you did was just like, five minutes, I'm good. We still friends? Cool, let's go. True? Right? Yeah, we're just like, I got my five minutes of God. I'm good. No, you ain't. You need to spend some time with God. You need to spend some time asking and seeking God for his freshness to be on your life. Because when you do that, what you're doing is you're living out a theological term called sanctification. Sanctification is the act or process of being made or becoming holy. Becoming fresh. Becoming sanctified. And so what are some practical ways that you can do that? You can have some fresh connects, first of all, through the word of God. Can I tell you, I get hungry for the word. Because the more time I spend in it, the more hungry I am for it. Because it is the truth of God in my life. And he's like, you want to find out what you need to do? The Bible has every answer in it that you need. Because it's the story of humanity. That's what I love about it. Like some people don't like the Bible. I'm like, how can you not like the Bible? It's beautiful. It's messy. What other book, think about it like this, if you're going to question the Bible. What other book, if we were writing a book, we would leave out all of our ugly parts, right? Because we want to be like, look, here's the Instagram version of me. It's awesome. I'm cool. Woohoo! right? God doesn't do that. He's like, look at David over there. He's getting naked with Bathsheba right now, and he's the king of Israel. It's messy because we're messy, right? That's why I love reading it. It's the story of us. It's that show, This Is Us, right? It's messy. That's the story of the Bible. Some people are like, I can't wait. It's coming back Tuesday. Woo! You more excited about that than you are your time with God? Ooh, Jesus juked you. Come on, let's go. The word. Some of you, you, you need to have that fresh connect through prayer. And, 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 and we're going to teach on prayer next week uh, about how to have a fresh prayer life because it's confusing, right? Like some of you are like, how do I do that? And then we're going to go into this thing called seven days of prayer and fasting here at the church. And we're going to be having a service every night, Sunday through Thursday night of that week. And let me tell you, the most important thing that I believe that you could be doing from 6.30 to 7.30 is coming to 701 Murfreesboro Pike and seeking a fresh connect with God every single night. Like, clear your calendar. Because what I need to stop in order to find that fresh connect with God is too important. And so I'm telling you, clear your calendar for that because it's going to be amazing. It's going to teach you how to connect with God. It's going to give you a fresh connect. Like you're going to walk away from that seven days of prayer and fasting. And some of you are like, fasting, oh my gosh, what in the world is going to happen? Well, there's different types of fasting and we're going to talk about that. But you talk about connecting with God. And having a fresh connect, that's going to happen in those seven days if you will really genuinely come and seek it. Um, come to this Wednesday night. 
Like, that's another place where you can connect with God right in the middle of your week. That's one of the things I love about Wednesday night. Like, some of you aren't even taking advantages of the connects that the church offers you and start taking advantage of that, going, you know what? I need a time in my week where for an hour I can seek and connect with God. That's why we developed Wednesday night. And so that's why I love it because I'm a dad of three kids. I've got all this craziness going on, and I look forward to my Wednesday night because it is a sanctuary where I get to go, I'm going to go in there and worship. I'm going to go in there and get uh, and, and, and learn about some things. And, and parents, we're going to be bringing back child care very, very soon so you can come as well. Um, and, and, but, but it's going to be an amazing part of your week. And I need to go ahead and go, I'm going to stop doing that on Wednesday so I can come and connect with God. With other believers, you can connect with God in the shower and on your uh, your way to work in the car and all those things, and that's beautiful and it's great. But you need sometimes where you go. I'm coming to connect with the forest, the roots, the other roots that are around me, so that I can interconnect my life. You can have that fresh connect through worship. You can have that connect through the local church. You can have that connect through just going outside. Some of you just need to go outside and walk around and go fresh connect here. Come on, look at this. It's amazing. What you, what you created. You can have a fresh connect through serving. You can have a fresh connect through giving. Some of the most amazing intimate times with God that I've had is when I've gave the most to him. The motto of my life is, here's my life, God. Spend me at your expense. Spend me at your expense. That's why I do what I do. Spend me at your expense. And that's a great way to connect, to have a fresh connect with God. If you'll live like that, you embrace a fresh connect, decide where you will reside, and make a choice to live as fresh, make fresh your identity, then I believe that you'll get to the point where there's this character, and he's only mentioned like one time in the Bible, but I, but I think it's like, what a way to be mentioned in the Bible. Like, if you're going to be mentioned in the Bible, like, this is an awesome way to be mentioned in the Bible. This is the person that you want to be. This is the person that you want to be, um, have, have, have friends with. Like, one of my goals in 2019, like, some of you are like, I don't have any relationships. Well, guess what? Are you trying to be the friend that you wish you had? Won't you just start concentrating on that and then see the people that are attracted to you? Instead of just going, I don't have this, I don't have this. No, I'm just going to be the friend that I wish I had. That's this friend. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 16. Paul says, so many times, Onesiphorus, which is the worst name in the Bible because it sounds like a dinosaur, Key to life. Don't call your kid on Sephoris. On Sephoris was like a breath of fresh air to me. Wow. How do you become a breath of fresh air to people? How do you become a breath, a, 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 a breath of fresh air to your kids? How do you become a breath of fresh air to your family? How do you become a breath of fresh air to your coworkers? How do you become a breath of fresh air to the coffee person working 
at the coffee shop. You live as fresh. You decide where you will reside. And you have fresh connects with Jesus. It's simple, but so powerful. It's simple, but so powerful. So would you close your eyes for a moment? Somebody in this moment, God wants to have a fresh connect with you. Some of you have bitterness in your life left over from 2018. And he says, you're living in a new house. Which means 2019, it's a new year. Change your address. Because in this house, that bitterness was no longer there. Ask God to take it away. To embrace the new identity of the new house. Let the Holy Spirit work in your life. Help me to live as a new creation. If that's you and you want the freshness of God, will you just raise your hand right now? If you go, I need the freshness of God, come on, all over. I need the freshness of God. I need the freshness of God. God, I thank you for the hands that are raised. And God, I pray that through this house and through this teaching that today, that they would go home, that it wouldn't just be words. Like, stop just coming to church and listening to words and singing songs and start living the words. Our city, your family, that's what they need you to do is live the words. Not just sing them, not just listen to them, live them. Walk out of here different. Walk out of here going, man, I experienced Jesus. And the freshness of God is now home in my life. It's luscious. It's awesome. So would every single person in here just say this out loud and repeat after me. Just say, Jesus, I want a freshness that comes from you in 2019. Say, empower my life to desire to connect with you all throughout my day. Take me deeper with my connection 
to you. Help me to decide where I will reside and to live in that house with that house's identity. Identity. And God, I pray for every single person that prayed that, God. Lord, that it wouldn't just be a prayer that they just repeated, but it would be a prayer that they would live. And the freshness of God would reside on them.